What's up, nerds? Welcome to the first ever episode of Nerds Watching Wrestling. My name is Jared, aka Alpha 21 and I am joined by my co-host, Steven. Yep, that's my name. Uh, you can find me at Stev Tweets uh, on Twitter or at Stev Grams on Instagram. I don't really post on either one. Uh, I think the last thing I saw you post is a wall. Yeah, I post close-ups of nothing. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I post lots of beer pictures on my Instagram if you want to follow me at Adolfo D21. And uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, that's the entire month of November yeah. and the month of December uh, until I uh, forget one day and then I get a uh, Until you uh, go distracted. into a diabetic coma. Yeah. <laughs> so every <laughs> year campus. around mid-December, I just can't function anymore. It's uh, holiday time. Uh, so this is a wrestling podcast. This is the first ever episode of the show. And uh, what we do is, is wrestle with our we demons. We wrestle with our demons. Yes. Uh, no, we... Um, we're wrestling fans. Uh, it's not necessarily the most common thing nowadays, but uh, we're huge wrestling fans from back in the day, and we are uh, kind of rejoining the scene, I would say. We've, we've yep. been interested in wrestling for a while now. We're like reinterested in the new right. the new wrestling uh, for the last few years, but we lapsed for a little while. Hard. I lapsed. I think I lapsed longer and harder than maybe, meh, I don't know harder, but I lapsed for a lot longer. We were talking about this earlier today about when we stopped. Mm-hmm. watching wrestling and uh it definitely seems like you watch for a significant amount of years longer than than i did yes and i think you came back before i did at least to maybe. like the indie scene of wrestling um maybe not to wwe as much but you were paying attention to wrestling more recently than i have yeah I, I wasn't really watching but i was like reading up on mm-hmm. on what's happening and i i kept kind of a uh a distant uh interest yeah, and so what this show is going to be about, uh, it's probably an uh, important thing to talk about kind of sure. at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about like the different topics throughout the years, different events, what we like, what we don't like, best wrestlers, that type of stuff. We're also going to, uh, every once in a while, throw in some stuff about what's going on right now. I know uh, it's important to a lot of people what's actually happening in wrestling right now. It's it's pretty cool most of the time. we got like AEW, WWE, uh, Impact is still a thing, mm-hmm. sort of. Sometimes you have probably more indie promotions than you've had in the last like in, indie promotions that are watchable and of a certain uh, both like technical level and production level. Um, you have things like Evolve, you have things like Ring of Honor, you have things like um, Shimmer and uh, like a bunch of a bunch of smaller promotions that are kind of worthwhile. Yeah, it's probably the first time we've had that since. I mean, since WWE probably bought up a bunch of the indie promotions in yeah. the 80s. I mean, yeah, since the territorial days. Yeah, and and so the show's going to be about a bunch of different topics every week. And, and this week, I just kind of want to talk about what we like about wrestling. Because uh, that's meant different things to us throughout the years. Different mm-hmm. times in our life, wrestling has meant different things. Right. And I kind of want to just talk about what we are into in wrestling and hopefully relate to some of you uh, as to why we're into wrestling and why we're back into wrestling. Because right. I think uh, like one of the big things right now is like I think wrestling is in its like resurgence. There was definitely a dip Yeah. Uh, for a while. And I think we're at a point where it's getting more mainstream. Wrestling's never gone away since the right. 90s, but like the PG era was nowhere near as popular. No. Uh internationally as wrestling was in the late 90s. Right. So I, I think I have a theory about this. So we're we're both about the same age. We're we're around 30, let's just mm-hmm. say. Uh when we grew up, we grew up in what a lot of people consider to be the like prime best era of wrestling the attitude era unless if you talk about the golden era the 80s the 70s whatever territorial times 90s is better yeah but you look at the the mid to late 90s early 2000s if you really want to kind of give it a cutoff time so that was what a lot of people consider to be the height at least of popularity when it comes to wrestling everybody watched wrestling so when you really think about the people that were watching wrestling and got into wrestling at that time and became wrestlers they're hitting their physical prime in their late 20s early 30s Uh, so that's where we see a lot of people that are wrestling today they grew up watching attitude era wrestling during this big um, height and renaissance of 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 wrestling and popular culture 
So I think that's why right now we're seeing this big explosion. When you talk about people that were actual wrestlers and performers in the industry in the mid-2000s, in the kind of later, uh, like 2009, the real low point, mm-hmm. those people were watching wrestling during like the cartoon era, the WWF Saturday mornings, and mm, the, the really like not great times. Mm-hmm. And they got into wrestling probably because they wanted to make money. Yeah, and it, it's a very different set of wrestlers nowadays. Like, I feel like in the 2009 era, mm-hmm. the end of the Ruthless Aggression, beginning of the PG era, at least in WWE, you had a lot of uh, lineage wrestlers, right? family, second, third generation wrestlers that were joining. And some did great, mm-hmm. and some were destined to be the mid-card forever. Yeah. And I think nowadays you are getting a lot of those wrestlers who watched it during its prime time and are now taking a lot of that style right. and kind of doing something new with it, which I think is why wrestling is, is having such a resurgence right. right now. And you have, like, I think as somebody who is a, a wrestling fan in the uh, the mid-90s, the mid to late 90s was my, my height of, of wrestling uh, watching. That's stupid. Um, the, the wrestlers that I liked um, – weren't the best in-ring technicians. I, I guess some of my favorites were the best at that time. Your your Benoits, your Guerreros, your uh, some of your higher flyers like Mysterio and all that. Um, but right now, I think, and I think a lot of people agree with this, uh, right now is the best technical wrestling that we've ever had. Depending on like style and, and era, sure. Some people might say New Japan yeah, was, was good at I, earlier. But. I was going to say uh, a big thing is it's the best in WWE. I'd say New Japan has been their style for a while, and they've been doing it really well. But yeah, for the mainstream style wrestling that we get in, like Impact or Ring sure. of Honor or WWE, right now is the best. Like the people that are wrestling for WWE are better technical per- in ring performers, than right? Which I I we've think if you just look at it, a pure number of like the worst wrestler, well maybe not the worst. Yeah, sure. The worst wrestler uh, is still not that bad. Yeah. Like in-ring work. In-ring work. And I feel like a lot of those, the reason a lot of those bad wrestlers are still around is because they have good out-of-ring stuff. Right. Um, Like Dean Ambrose. He's not exactly the best in-ring performer. He's a good brawler. He has a good brawling style. He has a certain style. I don't think it exactly blends well with WWE, but sure. which, I mean, he's not there anymore. Right. But I think he played his character very well. Yeah. Uh with Shield and right. His the insane or the Ambrose Asylum that stuff, but uh you have a lot of characters that are good in-ring performers that are kind of flat as a character now too though. Yeah. But we'll see how things go. Um yeah. what I I think wanna... we can have a longer conversation. I think it would be a pretty worth it to, to go into what makes a wrestler a good wrestler. But mm. um, I think there's a lot that goes into that, especially yeah. when the time period you're talking about. Right. So what I want to talk about now is just, just to get an idea of what we enjoyed about wrestling. So I want to talk about some of our favorites. Personal favorites. These are not the best. Okay. Uh, these are not nerds ranking or anything like that at this sure. point. This is just our personal favorites. So uh, I want to start with because I don't know the answer to this question. I want to start with who your favorite wrestler is. Or wrestlers. You don't have to right. pick just one, because I know sometimes that's a little difficult. Right. So when I was actively watching, uh, getting started into watching wrestling, my favorite wrestler was Sting. Hmm. Uh, so I was big into WCW early on. Uh, I really liked Sting. During the Wolfpack era, uh, I really liked Kevin Nash, which is hilarious because he's not great in ring but i just thought he had a really cool character Mm -hmm. uh and i liked that whole uh aspect of of his um persona i wasn't huge into wwf at the time Mm -hmm. but i did really like the hardy boys i liked the brood i liked gangrel i had a gangrel toy because i liked the i liked the darker kind of style but then i started getting into ecw ecw is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite promotion growing up and I liked your Tommy Dreamers. I liked your Ravens. Pretty much anybody that was wrestling in in ECW, I thought was was great. But then, as I started to watch a little bit more, and I started to kind of develop my my 
my idea that I knew about wrestling and like, oh, I, I understand wrestling. I, I know the moves. I know how they execute them. I'm kind of an insider. I started getting into Benoit. I started getting into Guerrero. Um, I started getting into more of the the mat technicians. I always liked mm-hmm. Bret Hart, but I started to appreciate Bret Hart a bit more. Mm-hmm. Your your Kurt Hennigs, I started to to watch back on that and and really really started to appreciate that. I think ultimately, my favorite wrestler, uh, if I were to just be able to watch an entire career, is probably Ric Flair. Hmm. Interest. That's an interesting choice because I feel like he wrestled too long. So it he t- did. it tainted my view of Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching like 1992 early WCW um after the Crockett kind of the Crockett promotions merged into WCW, he was putting on the best matches. Not necessarily like the best ring in in-ring work, but like the character, the mm-hmm. uh the ability to tell a story. I think ultimately he is probably the best all-time professional wrestler. Now, I, I think I know your all-time favorite wrestler, uh, but what about you? So, mine. I, so I have a few that I would list. Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time is Edge. Mm. The entire time Edge was wrestling for WWE, I was a fan. So Edge and Christian, the TLC series, like the the triple threat feud. Right between Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys and Hardy Boys made me love wrestling, and I don't know why I, because I also love the Hardy Boys, um, right. but I don't know why I really enjoyed Edge. And then when he went solo, rated R Superstar, rated RKO as a tag team, I thought was great, uh, all the way up until he had to retire. Right. Uh, as a huge fan. And so Edge has always, I've always been a fan. I don't know what it is about his character. Just kind of just a normal dude. I mean, other than, you know, the. Other than the fact that he's like 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, yeah. And I mean, he was a vampire at one point, at one point. or whatever. He was just, he was into a different lifestyle. I think that's how <laughs> Michael Cole would put it. I So that may have been the one low point in his career in my book, but I. Edge and Christian as a tag team with the mesh tank tops and the, mm. uh, the big bug eye yeah, sunglasses. It was so great. Yeah. I hated it, but I that's also why I loved it. The posing. The posing. The for flash photography, it? yeah. Ten second mm-hmm. pose or whatever. Uh loved it. Hated it and loved it all at the same time. Another favorite wrestler, and this is kind of like probably on everybody's top ten list, but The Undertaker. Mm. I as one of the like tentpole characters in WWE his entire career there uh everyone loves the undertaker but like i loved every single version of the undertaker from ministry of darkness to well maybe not current legends undertaker but all the way through the phenom era i loved it all we were talking about this a little bit earlier today about the american badass version and yeah. the big evil version i and one of the few people I know that would say I love the American Badass version. It's not an Undertaker character. It's right. a Mark Calloway character. But right. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. I also love Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. So, I mean. <laughs> Undertaker is a weird one for me because I, he was a part of some of the stories that I think I, I liked the most. But, like, overall, I don't think a, I don't think as a singular performer I really connected with the Undertaker all that much. That's understandable. I also think I got really into The Undertaker when I was really young right. and because of my brother. So I have an older brother who's about 10 years older than me who sort of watched wrestling, have it on, and like the character he liked would be The Undertaker or Triple H before he was Triple H. Right. That is probably why I attached so to The Undertaker when I was so young. But mm-hmm. And then, I mean... All his all his personas were great. The WrestleMania right. streak was great. Didn't like how it ended, but that's whatever. you hate Brock Lesnar. I so. hate Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's my third favorite. Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 next one I want to like list mostly because of the longevity of their career mm-hmm. is the Hardy Boys. Mm. Uh, they are my favorite tag team. Right. I like Edge. Didn't necessarily care for Edge and Christian as a tag team. I didn't. I thought they were too similar. But the Hardy Boys, I loved, and again, they are kind of similar. But I think they worked off each other really well. Yeah, uh, and they're both freaking insane. 
Yeah. And they made some of the best matches of all time because of their, like, I don't know, some screw was loose, so they were just willing to do whatever it took yeah. to make a good match. The Hardys are interesting. They're they're definitely up there with, with kind of uh, one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite tag teams, uh, if not my favorite tag team. Uh, they were always the the wrestlers that I would, like, when talking with other people, getting to know other people, like, oh, you like wrestling? It's like, yeah, do you like the Hardys? Yeah, and we would connect over uh, the Hardy Boys. Like, that was that was always the team that, um, or the wrestlers that getting to know a new set of friends would kind of, that would be that immediate connection point. I think a lot of that had to do with, it was the 90s. Yeah. They were Team Extreme. Right. They were crazy, the vibrant colors and right. whatnot. And the, the best part, like, so the Hardy Boys, they had huge highs yeah in their entire career they both have they both got very high they both were high almost the entire time (laughs) uh but jeff world champion Mm -hmm. in wwe matt world championship in tna right maybe not quite the same level but uh broken matt hardy and brother nero was amazing. Yeah. They, it, it, it's one of the few storylines that I paid attention to from a, another company besides like ECW, WCW. Or, right. Yeah, uh, they definitely, uh, those two people are, are both of them are very good at looking at the character. I've, I've listened to like interviews and, and watched them kind of talk about their, their creative process when it comes to wrestling. And they definitely approach it from a standpoint of like, how can I make a character that people can connect with? What what are the details that I need to focus on? Uh, how long should I be in a specific character before changing some of those details to keep it interesting? They're they're not the type of person that would just kind of go out there night in, night out, and be like, well, you know, I do these moves, and these people cheer for me, and maybe I should just turn heel without thinking about a character. Mm. And I so they aren't without fault, because they both no. had two of probably the lowest lows of any major wrestler yeah uh, with jeff's drug alcohol issues right and mostly an impact i think he was fired from wwe but i don't think it really impacted his wrestling but it was more of a backstage type deal yeah not showing up or something like that right but his his match with sting victory road i think it was yeah it was it it was embarrassing to watch even in like repeats right and then matt obviously had his issues with edge but I enjoyed that storyline, but it was really fucked up. Yeah, I think something with Matt is, at least at that point in his career, he had really hit a ceiling, and he he wasn't going to get out of, not even mid-card, but he wasn't going to get out of, like, European championship. Like, realistically, you couldn't see him getting out of lower mid-card. Yeah, and it uh, unless he was with his brother in right. the tag team. Right, and. I, I I think that was just because he was creatively at like a low point. Yeah. But when he left and well came back and then left again and right. went to TNA, he had amazing character development. Yeah. Like his his storylines there were really really well done, and I think he had a lot more creative freedom there than he did right. at WWE because he was Matt fucking Hardy. Well, I, I think a big part of that is he was also allowed to kind of. There was no real risk. Like if if you try a bat, uh, like you try a character and it doesn't work out in Impact at that point in time, TNA, like who cares? Just disappear for like a month and then come back with a new shitty character. Yeah, I mean, as long as they let you, I think is the big thing is they allowed him to try it because he had name recognition. Yeah, totally. And I, I, but he he wasn't one of the legends wrestlers. No. He was still competing. It wasn't like seeing Kurt Angle right go there and not do anything but be a champion every once in a while well when kurt angle first went there he went there still in the prime of his career like athletically he was fucked up on like (laughs) drugs but some of his best like athletic in-ring stuff was in like 2006 yeah he was doing some ridiculous things because he couldn't feel anything yeah physically that's why he uh would hurl himself off of things that's why he's out now but he's also that's why old. he's like a foot shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our favorite people. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about our favorite events. Mm. Um, they can be a little broad, may or may not be attached to one of our favorite wrestlers or groups or things like that. But uh, do you have any like memorable moments in wrestling that you can kind of look back on and go, "That's one of the reasons I like wrestling." Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I I never got I growing up I never watched any of the pay per views. Uh, I couldn't get my parents to buy them, so I like my biggest moments were the the television stuff. So I remember I remember specifically the uh, and I've watched it a lot since, but um, the NWO Wolfpack NWO Black and White storyline. And the whole leading up to what side is Sting going to pick. I remember sitting there on my parents' bed because I would watch, uh, at that point in time, I would watch on my parents' TV. They would watch TV in the living room. So I was sitting there. I knew that Sting was going to make his decision that night. And he rappels down from the from the rafters. And he's he pulls off his, his jacket. And he's wearing a NWO black and white shirt. And NWO black and white, they're the heels, they're super excited, they're they're cheering, and then he rips that shirt off, and he's got a black, uh, red and black shirt underneath, and he has his bat, and he just beats the shit out of all of them. Uh, that's something that, that stuck in my mind. I was like, yes, this is cool. Wrestling is, like, I'm so invested in this storyline. Sting is my favorite wrestler. I was so down for a couple of seconds, because I thought he had joined Hollywood Hogan, and, and now he's on the Wolfpack. Is amazing. I don't know what next week is going to be like. Uh, that is a great moment looking back for me. Yeah. I was not watching at that time. Right. Wa- I didn't watch WCW. It was more like a commercial break. You would WWE switch over. Switch over yeah. uh, and occasionally stay and then switch back type deal. Uh, but that is an amazing moment looking back yeah. at wrestling. The first pay-per-view I bought, and probably one of like five I bought when I in mm. my first run of watching wrestling, SummerSlam 2000. And this is the first TLC match. Mm. And that, obviously, I bought a pay-per-view, so I was already in to some extent. But that was like, holy shit. These people will do whatever it takes to put on a good show. Yeah. And at that time, I was like 12. So, obviously, I may may or may not have thought things were real. Yeah. But that was crazy. That match was, it's, it's a match I can still go back to and go, holy shit. Right. And every subsequent TLC match those three were in just got more extreme. Right. And I guess really when everyone was in. So there's that one. But the other thing is during the Monday Night Wars, uh, D-Generation X rolling With up, the tank. With the tank rolling yeah. up. And I was like, this is dope. Like, I just thought to myself, I was like, this is so cool. There's so much, there's so many weird things about it, just the Monday Night Wars in general. But like that specific moment, uh, there's so many little things that I like that unless if you really know all of the the intricacies of, of what's going on behind the scenes it doesn't uh, it doesn't really connect as much like when road dog is going down and he's just like banging on the on the gate uh, that they just close on him, he's like no I just want to talk to my brothers because two of his brothers one works as a referee the other one is Brad Armstrong. <laughs> Uh, so he's like, no, I just want to talk to my brothers. Let me just talk to my brothers. They're like actually making real life re- le- right. references, right? And like they were like, oh, or... you got to let our 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 POWs go. We have we have our friends in there. Yeah, that. Looking back, I think it made it better. Right. Uh, the and... sparks definitely uh, definitely got something from it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that entire time period, and yeah. even leading into. Well, I look back on this now and don't like it as much, but the invasion angle, mm-hmm. uh, obviously all staged at that point. Oh, it yeah. was just a purchase, but it, it when I watched it and when that was going on, it made me feel like somebody won. Oh, there was and, definitely a clear, yeah. Like, obviously, WWE won. Yeah. I mean, they bought everybody, yeah. so they won. And I just enjoyed, and obviously there was the, like, Alliance versus mm-hmm. WWE, and there were really good matches out of that. Like you brought the best wrestlers into one arena. Well, not initially. Not initially. You didn't have your your big guns for right. a couple of years. But when when your first main WCW match is Booker T versus Buff Bagwell, you don't have the best. Fair enough. Uh, but I do think that they, it was very fun to watch when right. it was out, when it was going on. Obviously, we didn't have like the the main characters. Like we right. didn't have. I don't think Sting was there. No, Goldberg didn't come. Sting for Sting wasn't there. Years. Most definitely, Goldberg didn't come until about two thousand three. Uh, you didn't have Scott Steiner, who at that point was the the biggest heel yeah. from WCW, one of the hottest uh, acts. Um, Hogan didn't come over for about a year. 
uh, Nash Hall. They all didn't say, come over for about NWO a year. basically right. didn't come. Right. Because so, they were on sep- they were on different contracts. Right. Which made it right. more difficult. And once they were able to, they did right. if they wanted to. You had a uh, lot of like really underappreciated people like your your Chris Canyon, who's I think is one of the most underrated uh, performers, just bar none. Um Diamond Dallas Page, who was who was still pretty hot, but he was definitely getting towards the tail. And they also butchered his entire character. Um, you had your Lance Storms, you had your Kidman, you had uh, like a lot a lot of people who were really good in ring talent. But like Rey Mysterio wasn't even there. He wasn't there until I think two thousand three, two thousand two, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it also. It just like these were all things no one knew about, right? Watching, unless right. you were like you were reading the dirt sheets. You were yeah, like the, the as a kid, which a I was. At this point, I was uh, a smart. I was. It was a kind of secondary hobby for me mm. watching wrestling. So I'd, I'd watch it weekly and keep up with what was happening at pay per view stuff like that. But I wasn't like I am now, where I'm like, mm. whose contracts up? Who's going to AEW? Who's going to mm. go to NJPW? Things like that. It's. Like nowadays, I pay way more attention because I'm interested in the business behind it more right. so than I was then. Like I was not interested as WWE as a business because as see, far as I was concerned, it wasn't one. See, I was, I was super into like I was on online reading the forums and stuff. The early, early forums. Like on I the, used uh, to internet. Yeah the the only pay per views I would ever get to watch were like Cyber Slam with ECW. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I was interested into oh how's Kidman gonna do going over to to WWF because you know they use actual ropes whereas in WCW they use like elevator cables he's not gonna have as much spring like is that gonna affect his in ring work? That's I was a weird yeah kid. that that's fascinating to think about though because like nowadays there's not as much difference right. between industries right between the different companies but but they would always say like the wcw uh, ring was stiffer so the bumps you would take like they had more impact that sounded tougher but like your matches kind of had to take a a, kind of a different tempo yeah because you could cause more damage uh and i mean ecw didn't care about any of that no uh okay so those were our events is there anything else you want to another uh Another thing that really stuck with me is ECW when it was on TNN. Mm. So it wasn't on for very long. It was really just about one year from, uh, I think, August of 99 into 2000 when they when they folded. Um, but that whole run, it, it was one of those things where I would flip back and forth like you would, especially in 99 and 2000. I started flipping more towards WWF. But very clear I, uh, writing right. improvements over there. Yeah. But I would never flip off of ECW. ECW on TNN was an hour. It was only one hour. uh, And it was on during the last hour of Raw uh, and the last hour of Nitro. So, like, that was – I had to watch that. I would flip over on the commercials for ECW, but I kept flipping back to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, I just – that whole thing, I I absolutely loved it. It felt like it was – I was watching something that I shouldn't. And I definitely got the impression that it wasn't something that I could watch. I knew I wasn't going to be watching it for too long. I yeah. knew it wasn't going to last, but it was it was great. ECW is an interesting thing to me uh, because nowadays, one of two things would happen. It would be on Twitch or YouTube or something right. like that. Uh, but I don't know if it would last very long nowadays either. There, like Part of me goes, this would be awesome. It would be huge. But the other part of me is, like, I don't know if people want that anymore. Well, you look at the success of, like, CZW, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's been around since pretty much the fall of ECW. It was in, like, early 2000s it started. It's still going. And, like, you talked about Dean Ambrose. John Moxley started, like, really gaining popularity doing death matches in CZW. There's definitely still a market for deathmatch wrestling, but it's not... A lot of the performers either outgrow it or they just stick in it, but they never really reach that level. It's I I don't think you're gonna get wrestlers like you had then. Like you're not gonna get a Sabu, no, who wrestles and does that crazy shit for forty years. Well, I think I think there are lifers in deathmatch. I, I just don't think you're gonna get as many. And people 
that can be also on TV running a character they may do the match just fine right but they're not going to have the whole package no they're not going to be great technical performers they're not going to be like rob van dam yeah who is a great <laughs> he's, he's a great guy he and, and he's an all-around like fantastic performer he's a main event caliber performer but he's also somebody that wrestled a lot of dangerous matches mm-hmm. for a long time i i think those people because like health is a big consideration nowadays yeah. in, in wwe so you're not going to get a big brand right. willing to do your barbed wire uh, ring matches where right. the ropes are barbed wire after all the... Basically, ECW ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah. I, but like, I also... I loved ECW on the yeah. times I would watch it, uh, but I was a WWE kind of... I don't want to say loyalist, because I would watch... WCW, was, especially like the, your preference. The first hour it was generally WWE, and the second hour it would flip week to week depending on like what the main event is or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I nowadays I'm pretty loyal to WWE. There's not mm-hmm. as many options on TV. There's not any. Uh, <laughs> it's true. There's so, WWE, and then there there's soon to be AEW, and then yeah. there's Impact, sort of. Yeah, I just can't bring myself to watch it. It's just not good. I mean, no. I, I've heard it's actually a pretty good product right now. Maybe now. I just remember. So when TNA started, mm-hmm. I loved it. When they had the what was the, the six sided? I was gonna say octagon, but yeah, uh, six sided. Uh, yeah, they had the the X division where they had the the cross ropes like on the top a- of AJ it. Styles and Chris Daniels. Christopher, yeah, Christopher Daniels. Who is Sanjay Dutt? Um, I mean, it had some of the best wrestlers. Frankie Kazarian, like the people who were like maining, headlining WWE. Yeah. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, they yeah. were the ones who made TNA a thing at the beginning, and they were really fun to watch because yeah. they were young, young, yeah. well, younger. Uh, they were still <laughs> they had been doing it for a while when they joined TNA. But well, I mean, you look at like AJ Styles was still pretty fresh. He was he had some try some tryouts in like WCW. He had some some tryouts and uh, developmental for like OVW and stuff like that. But he'd only really been wrestling like professionally outside of smoke filled bingo halls, as Vince McMahon would say, um, for a few years when when TNA came crawling. So or it was some really young, hungry performers before yeah. you had Bischoff and Hogan come in and ruin the entire thing. Yeah. It was a lot of like veteran people who just didn't know what right. it should be. Right. And then you had the people running it backstage just wanting to make money, it seemed like. Yeah, and you had a lot of really shitty stuff in the beginning, too, like some really bad angles, some stuff that doesn't age well. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have that. When you look at early 2000s, just anything that was happening in early 2000s does not age well. Yeah, I'd say like most of the late 90s, early 2000s WWE is stuff that you can't really go back and watch and it feels the same. No. Watching it then was great. Watching it now is a little cringy for some of the stuff, especially yeah. a lot of the Vince McMahon and the Divas. And the Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. Pretty much any... I was watching uh, just the introduction of Gold Dust and that whole Gold Dust until he became like Intercontinental Champion and just hearing the stuff that uh, Jerry Lawler would would say about him is not good yeah yeah it doesn't exactly fly nowadays no Uh, but you watch it all on wwe network yeah uh all right so we're gonna wrap up soon but i have one other question for you okay i hope this is an easy one okay what's your favorite wrestling move Mm. and and by who because there are different variations of the same move that (sighs) certain some people do better than others yeah I, as a wrestling move that, like, I like if anybody does it, is a DDT. I love a good DDT. I love a good pile driver. I like neck stuff. Uh, <laughs> you, you want there to be a chance that they break their neck on the move. Right. I like head and neck stuff. Uh-huh. But I think one of the best executed moves is uh, Arn Anderson's spine buster. It's beautiful. The spine buster. Right. He also has a fantastic DDT. Arn Anderson's awesome. Uh, every he didn't do a lot of different moves but every move he did he did perfect that's an interesting one because uh 
I like the Spinebuster, but I like mm. uh, Triple H. Triple H's Spinebuster. He does a good spine. His Spinebuster heavily influenced by Arn Anderson. Oh, I, I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, it. Like the spin involved. That in it that spin, the... the tucking the legs. Yeah. Uh, that's not my favorite move, though. Mm. Guess what my favorite move is? The spear. It is the it's spear. It's such a shitty move. It is almost always it. a shitty move, and the person- so, That does it the worst is Edge. No. Oh, yes. Uh, so I don't like his spear. It's so bad. Uh, my favorite person is Goldberg. He does a fantastic spear. Uh, football is a, <laughs> a key element to his uh, background on doing the spear. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, actually, with wrestling moves, one of my- I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, because uh, I think about wrestling a lot. Uh, Hence the wrestling podcast. Right. Um, I, in the 90s especially, there were a few moves that you could, you genuinely believed they could end any match, no matter who did them. Uh, a pile driver was always looked at as like, it never really finished matches, but just your straight up pile driver, especially in the early part of the 90s, it was like, oh shit, he's not going to get up from that. He would. But a pile driver is like a, a match finishing move from anybody. Powerbomb is something. Mm-hmm. Somebody does a powerbomb, you're like, mm, that might end the match. Superplex. I remember there was a couple of uh, wrestling video games where everybody, I think it was like one of the early WCW video games, everybody had a superplex that was technically one of their finishers. Uh, and it's just like, it's a move where it's so high impact and it's like, you know, you're you're jumping off and you're doing a suplex from the top rope. That could kill everyone. It's always a good looking move. Yeah. Well, almost always. I've seen some bad superplexes. Oh yeah. Like where you're like, "Ooh, someone's not getting up from that." Right. But where you slip and it's more of a brain buster. So, the pile driver is an interesting one mm-hmm. because that is up there for me. It's not one of my top, but uh specifically Kane and Undertaker's pile drivers. The Tombstone pile driver. Tombstone pile driver. Right. Uh but I also loved the Brothers of Destruction, so that's probably why. You know who had a good tombstone pile driver? Who? Fit Finley. Interesting. It was his finishing move in WCW. I don't know how much I've actually watched Fit Finley wrestling. I'll have to check that out. He's really good. I feel like a lot of those guys from WCW are great. Right. It's one of the better feuds in early WCW, like 90, it might have been 96, like when when NWO was first starting or even like right before it was Fit Finley and William Regal, who was Steven Regal at the time. Great feud. They had a feud in like a parking lot. They had a match where um, there was a lot of blood. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll check that out. So I have two other moves. Okay. One is the last ride. Okay. The... Was it elevated power bomb or whatever? It was a power bomb plus a wedgie. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, it just looked so because it's just seven foot tall. Big dude. Mark yeah. Calloway lifts you up to his full length, and then he doesn't. It's not a sit out power bomb, so no. he's just dropping your ass on the yeah. ground. So that was, it was painful. It looked painful. Yeah, I mean, it probably was painful. Oh yeah. I mean. Obviously, they're trained professionals, but like, holy shit, that would hurt. If you're taking a flat back bump, like, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. That's, I, I always liked Kevin Nash's jackknife powerbomb because he just lifts you up. Yeah. He's a big dude and he just drops you. I don't like, like, Batista's bomb, the Batista bomb. The Batista bomb. <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't like sit out powerbombs. I feel like Isn't it that lessens the, w- the impact. Bomb. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Wasn't an, an Albert have the same? A bomb. A bomb. Mm-hmm. Figure out a different name, people. Uh, the other move, uh, sharpshooter. Sharpshooter's great. I don't have a specific wrestler because, I mean, it's not exactly the most complicated move, but it's a move that legitimately hurts, obviously, if you're putting pressure mm-hmm. on it, uh, and looks good. So the Walls of Jericho is mm-hmm. a, is another one that I'd be like, oh, it's a good move, but it's a little plain. But the sharpshooter, I feel like, is just the next step. It makes it look better, but it isn't complicated. Right. So it still looks painful, and like you can... Uh, try it on your friends. Although, like you look at uh, Owen and Brett, they had really good sharpshooters, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sting, the Scorpion Deathlock, it was done really well. Somebody that uh, did a really shitty one, I think everybody knows if they really like think about it, The Rock. The Rock would do a sharpshooter pretty 
regularly. But he would pose while doing it, I feel like. It was just, he wouldn't fold the legs all the way. It looked really loose, and he would just, like, snap it over, and it just looked like shit. Well, I feel like he was... I don't know how many matches he won by submission. I feel like it can't be very many. No. He was always the showboater. Yeah. And so, which, I mean, I love The Rock. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like his sharpshooter was a way to have him pump out his chest in the middle of the ring. Yeah. uh, While doing damage to the opponent. Probably. Because he's got somebody out four, too. Figure four is also a good one. I feel like it looks complicated. So that's why I like the sharpshooter is like Mm. you put the. Like step through, through step yeah. through, fold over. Yeah. Char- or, uh, figure four, more complicated. Yeah, you pick up one leg. I, you I, so I like the figure eight mm. from uh, Char- Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the like the bridge, the up. bridge from a figure four. But I feel like it's so easy to botch. So easy to not have your leg in the right spot. So yeah. just there's no pr- visible pressure on anything. Right. Uh, and I feel the same. Like I feel like the the Miz does. The figure four. Yeah. And his is not very good. No. So it makes me not like that move as much because, like, there's a bunch of people who've tried it and it just doesn't look very good. But I mean, Flair's figure four. Flair would do it. <laughs> the figure four is so good if you, if you and your opponent can sell well mm-hmm. and you have good facial expressions. Jeff Jarrett had a pretty good one as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some people where I've seen people where they just don't step right and they're just, they they think too much about it in the match, and you can see that they're like struggling. It's really bad. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the submissions, other than things like Walls Jericho or mm-hmm. what is it? What is the actual move? I want to say it, it's a Boston Crab. Boston Crab. That's yep. what it is. They're easy to do. So as long as you have somebody on the other end who can sell it, yeah, it's great. It's easy. It's done. One so. of the better looking simple submissions was Lance Storm's um, his roll through single leg Boston Crab. That is a good one. Like, it's as a move, it's not something that a lot of people do, and it's really basic. You're just doing one leg. Why not do two legs? But the way he would do it, he just rolls through, and he's so good that he just makes it look great. So one thing I like in a lot of finishers is the ability to do them quickly. Yeah. And there's two submissions that I can think of that I really enjoy that are RKO out of nowhere type Mm -hmm. status, and that's the ankle lock. Yeah. And the crossface. Yeah. Especially Benoit's cross, like the crippler crossface. Yeah. Could just come out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, the ankle lock, I feel like, didn't start that way. At least Kurt Angle's angle lock. Shamrock did- had a little bit more setup. Yeah. I, I feel like Kurt Angle's did at the beginning. Yeah. And as he became his main event persona, like like the bad guy, the milk chugging right. guy, uh, he would pull it out of nowhere. And it was yeah. great to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really like that guy. I, I like the RKO. I like uh, Stunner. Stuff like that Stunner's that just kind of happen out of nowhere. I really like those. Sweet Chin uh, Music. Sweet, sweet Chin Music. I feel like a lot of his was just a buildup. There was so much buildup in so many of his matches. Yeah. When it there wasn't, when it was not his finisher, when it was just like a signature move mm-hmm. back in the very early days, that's when I liked it. Like Just a good super kick from Shawn Michaels. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, but I feel like when it was sweet, when it was music, tuning up the band, there was so much tuning up the band that it was just like, all right, just kick him in the face already, yeah, or kick him uh, in the upper shoulder, but make it look like you kicked him in the face <laughs> or the chest, right under the, under the neck. I've seen him kick somebody in the neck before, and yeah. man, I would not want that. Yeah, he's done it so many times. I'm sure there's a, a lot of a lot of power there. Or so, he, yeah, <laughs> or he knows how to pull it, but right. Uh, I would I like know. to think he knows how to pull it. To some extent, you got still got to make that clap. You just slap your thigh. Do you not know how they do that? Yeah, it's just not the same. No, you, you get a good you get a good thud on the chest, but they never do that. I know they never actually. They always slap the thigh. You just oh, can't switch in music. It, it doesn't sound like a slap though. Ah, but it is. It's like a cupped thud. Maybe I guess with the mic rings, it sounds different. Yeah. All right. Well, th- that was our thoughts on wrestling, kind of as a whole. Is there anything mm. else you want to leave us with? I mean, I did have a question for you. Uh, I don't yeah. know how quick it'll be, but That's we talked fine. about what got we us as much time in... as we want. <laughs> True, we talked about what got us into wrestling, uh, and then we talked about how we were kind of lapsed fans. But what what kept you coming back? Not performers, not uh, storylines, but like, what about wrestling? Like, why not other sports? Other sports have uh, athletes that are dynamic. They have 
good rivalries, but what about wrestling? What what keeps you coming? So for me, professional wrestling is a it, it's not a sport. Right. And it's not a storyline. It's both. And like it is it is a soap opera mm-hmm. for for men, whatever is what yep. the thing was in the nineties. And it's it's very much like they are athletes. They are very, very, very well trained athletes who yeah. are very good at what they do. Uh, but they also tell, to varying degrees, uh, a storyline that goes mm-hmm. that I can pay attention to and get invested in that I can't in football or baseball. Right. I'll enjoy watching a game, but there's no payback to come back and watch the next game. Right. For me, at least. Like obviously, there are people in in the sports. It's great. It's just not a thing for me. And I mean, you said characters like as like not not the characters whatever but i I actually think that's a big thing for me Mm -hmm. is maybe not specific people but knowing that there are characters i recognize i mean i watch i'm you'll all learn this i'm a nerd hence nerds watching right uh i and you're huge into comics i I love comics i love like arrow the tv show i'm into all those shows uh star wars all that stuff so i love characters and like continuity mm-hmm. and for the most part wrestling has a continuity obviously that changes they kayfabe yeah. or they like break things yeah. break kayfabe somebody murders their family and has to change the whole thing uh, uh benoit why benoit is going to come up in every episode yeah because he's it's my favorite one of my song all-time ICP. favorites he's so <sighs> <laughs> uh he is one of the best wrestlers of all time too yeah but uh I think I mean that's kind of a long and cheap answer, but I think it's a valid. Yeah, what made you uh, stick around? I guess. So for me, obviously, I think the answer for everybody is a lot of what you said. Um, but for me, one thing that I love about wrestling, and one thing that allowed me to kind of grow with wrestling, because eventually, unless if you're an overgrown child like you, uh, yeah. The characters might not be as interesting anymore. Uh, the the storylines might be a little cheesy, might be a little whatever. For me, it's the what I really love, especially now, is a lot of the intricacies, a lot of the um, knowing the inner workings, knowing there's so much that goes into like every little match uh, that when you see somebody pulling off a specific move in a different way that you haven't seen before. Um, that's just something that you don't really get in a lot of other, you don't get it in a lot of sports. Like you'll see totally. somebody who has a certain style, but like seeing somebody do something so basic so well, like, oh, that guy had a really good snap suplex. Or do you see the way that he he dropped down with that brain buster and protected the neck? Like there's so many weird little things with wrestling. It's such a, a carny mentality. So, so that's an interesting thing you bring up actually because – I don't. That may be because the sports sport in quotes is so new. What we know is wrestling today, um, it's and it's evolved. For it's so evolved long, for the last forty years, but it's very different than what it was forty years ago. Because you don't get people in baseball nowadays that are different than your standard baseball player. Everyone sure. does the same thing. But in the twenties and thirties, there were people who'd come in and swing the bat different, throw the ball different, and it was it was very uh, like. Wow, there was these characters in the, in the in the field, and you don't get that now. Like you get your occasional like Hunter Pence, who's like, yeah, not like nothing he does is by the book in baseball. He's right. just a big old goofy dude who can hit the ball really hard, and he's good at the game. But he's not like he doesn't check the boxes of like your standard baseball player. For me, I, I guess it's not so much people doing new things. It's even if they're doing something that is exactly how somebody did it you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, they're doing an arm drag and that arm drag looks exactly like an arm drag from uh, somebody during the territorial days. Um, It's this, it's such a a specific art form of like how they do what they do. It doesn't translate to like any other, it doesn't translate outside of wrestling at all to anything else. Even when you look at like amateur wrestling, it's not the same thing. It's, the way that they do a headlock and the way that they they move the headlock. Uh, That's why you can, I personally think, you can watch really old wrestling matches, depending on the performers, and if you you really pay attention to what they're doing and 
you appreciate that sort of thing, it's still so interesting and it has replay mm. value. Totally. Like because you'll see something different that you didn't necessarily catch the last time. Right. How many games and of like primary sports do you look at that have replay value? Very few, I would say. Right. I mean, at least for me. There are, I'm sure there are people out there that would argue this, but sure. uh I don't see yeah. the options. Right. So I get that. Um I've actually got one other question for you. All right. We both talked about being lapsed wrestling fans, yes. and we're back. What brought you back? I I really don't know how that happened, uh, but it was. I think some of it was boredom. I think some of it was uh, getting the WWE Network and starting to watch some of the older stuff uh, that I I knew that I loved as a kid, um, and then as I'm watching it, just reading more about it, like listening to people tell stories about what was happening in the in kind of the background it it just drew me back in um and now it's it's something that i can't i don't know i can't avoid it it's it's very interesting to see wrestling now versus wrestling yeah. then because of like social media and just the internet as a whole is very yeah. different than it was then and i think one of the big reasons that i like it so much is is you get all that backstage stuff yeah and some of it's brought up on TV and talked about in storylines or avoided in storylines. Yeah. I I got back. I, WWE Network is a huge thing for me yeah. to get back. Uh, made it, one, easier to watch, pay-per-views are cheaper, much more approachable. Uh, and then being able to go back and be like, all right, I want to watch uh, No Mercy 2001. Mm-hmm. I want to watch WrestleMania 96. Whatever it is, I can go watch it. It's great. Minus a very small selection of things that are slowly being added over time. Right. Like Thunder from 2000. It was terrible. It was one of the worst shows. I believe it. I think WCW after mid-99. Oh, it's a guilty pleasure for me. Should have just not aired on TV. <laughs> there's so many There's so many little storylines that I loved. There was like when, when Canyon was pretending to be Diamond Dallas Page and he was just giving people the diamond cutter backstage. Like there would be something else happening that they're filming and to, he would just run up and to be fair wwe in 95 94 was terrible was awful like where they just had clips of making trying to make fun of wcw yeah it was not yeah it was, it was not great they both had their their times yeah. uh also wwe from like 2010 to 2014 not very good either no uh now we're back we like it yeah for the most part we have our when we get to those episodes we'll talk about our gripes with what's going on right now Right. Uh, and what's good. And what's good. About There's right also a, a lot that's good in wrestling, just as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. lots of competitors, which is a thing that was not happening for the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. Any real competitors. Uh, and then collaborations, like Evolve. True. And I, I think right now we have uh, one of, if not the best professional wrestler all around, is currently active. And his name is Daniel Bryan. I can't tell if you're serious or not. No, I think Daniel Bryan is the best professional wrestler right now. And I think right now he is better. He is as good or better than anybody at any given time. I love Daniel Bryan. I think his current storyline is great. Uh, I like him as a face so much, though. Sure. But he also is a really great guy to hate. So yeah. I, I can I can see the like for him. Yeah. Uh, don't care for his tag team run right now, though. But we will talk about that soon. But he can still make it work because he's the best. Yeah, we'll talk about this okay, at okay. the end of the month. Uh, all right, y'all. This has been Nerds Watching Wrestling, episode one. Uh, the things we love about wrestling. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> ah, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, hopefully y'all like this. Uh, listen to more episodes as we continue to release them every Thursday. I believe. Yep. Uh, And uh, hopefully you'll subscribe, come back, listen to more, and uh, leave us some comments. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't want. And let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. Okay. All right, y'all. Have a nice day.